How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bykoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast. Morning after Penn State edition, the Hoosiers, 61-58 losers in State College in a game that looked awfully familiar for fans who've been watching for the past several years. And uh, this is one of them. Look, Indiana hasn't played in a while since December 22nd. Uh, after the UNC Asheville game got canceled due to COVID issues. Uh, So this was a team that played rusty. The problem was that it showcased a lot of the same issues that we've seen from this team over the past couple of years. And yes, you have a new head coach. Yes, you have a bunch of different talent, but being able to go ahead and clean up some of the issues that that have been a problem, uh, each season is its own season. But certainly it's one of these eyebrow-raising games where Indiana struggled to to knock down shots, struggled offensively. It just looked like a chunky offense, just discombobulated. You had guards that weren't shooting the ball well. Um, Rob Finnessy and Xavier Johnson, I think, opened the game something like 1 of 13. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it's just it's a challenge. It's a challenge right now because this is still a team trying to find itself, trying to build an identity that seems to be built – around defense. That's what Mike Woodson wants, is to build it around the defense, but the offense needs to take some strides, and it really seems like, at least in, in when Indiana plays some of the better teams out there, on teams on its level, uh, they're struggling a lot more offensively than you'd like to see. Uh, it's a work in progress, and you know, it, it, Indiana also, like I said, was rusty. But regardless... This is a team that uh, you want to see them perform at a higher level and get more balance from its guys against a conference foe, and that's not what happened at Penn State. So we'll get into the analysis of the game here in just a few minutes, but first I wanted to bring you comments from head coach Mike Woodson during his postgame press conference. Coach, I guess overall lots of things to look at, but uh, Trace getting 20, nobody else really doing a lot. How big of an issue did you feel that was in this game offensively for you guys? I look at Trace's 20, he only got five rebounds. That's what I look at. Um, it wasn't the points. I mean, hell, we, we held them to 61 right where we normally are holding teams. And, yes, we couldn't score the ball. But, I, you know, I'm looking at how we gave up threes tonight. You know, I mean, this is the first time a team has gotten away from us and shooting the three ball. And I just thought our – our ability to touch somebody to start the game wasn't there, you know, and you got to give them credit. They they moved the ball around. They ran a few pick and rolls up top, but our pick and roll coverage, it just wasn't the same impact that we've been having, and that's kind of disappointing. Mike, are they, is it a question of, of your guards leaving those shooters when they really don't need to, though? I mean, it's sometimes I went to double when it looked like Race and Trace were holding their own inside pretty well. Well, again, they didn't have. It didn't come from inside out. The ball came from pick and roll coverages, and you know I, our ability to impact the ball and the big on the ball was something that we been pretty good at this year. And tonight we weren't. You know, we just weren't good in our pick and roll coverage. It was terrible. It's just on the other side of the ball. I mean. What did you see from an offensive standpoint, especially from the guards? Obviously, there wasn't a ton of production from those guys today. Well, again, you know, they they showed a zone that we thought was a zone, which um, 
you know, you can run man-to-man offense against a zone. You can run zone offense, and we've been pretty good in that area. But we, we were froze like we were in quicksand the first two, three minutes like we had never seen, you know, a, a, a early 2-3 zone. But once we started cutting and moving, we got the ball moved. But, and then we couldn't make shots. Hell, we were 4 for 17 from the three-point line. We've been a little bit better than that this year. Woody, when you, when you guys were down one, look, you were going inside. It looks like you were going inside to trace. Was that was was, was that the shot? Because they 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 obviously double teamed him down there. No, that wasn't. Trace missed two bunnies that I call. You know where he goes around his guy and he makes a play over the top. You know he he makes some, he missed some, but he missed he missed at least two down the stretch that were big big shots. And then you take Xavier's you know free throw. You know, I mean, that could have tied the game. You know, that was huge, too. So, I mean, hey, you got to go to him. I mean, he got a guy on his back. He's capable of going around guys, making plays at the rim. You know, I, I felt good about going to him, yes. Uh, there in the first half, Trace went to the bench for about five minutes, raced for about seven minutes. Was there something you weren't getting from those guys, or was that just, just trying to get? They played thirty-three or thirty-one minutes tonight. You know, you can't play them forty. You know, they got to get a breather somehow. And I was just trying to buy some time to get some breather. The, the score wasn't imbalanced. In, in you know, I mean, it was a one-point game at halftime, so nobody was running away. But I was just trying to buy some time. And you know, he hell, he played thirty-three minutes. I think. Race played about 30, 31 minutes. I mean, they played enough minutes. You know, that's not – can't use that as an excuse. Mike Parker and Miller combined for 60 minutes today, made three baskets. Do you need to try to find a way to get the ball in their hands and shooting positions more often uh, other than just the, you know, the waiting for them to get it from, from Trace inside out? Well, again, you know, we got to get better ball movement. I thought when we, when we did cut and move the ball – there were opportunities, but again, they're not leaving. They know those guys can make shots. You know, they're better probably in zone situations, but man to man, you know, we got to set probably some more screens and get them get them looks that way. But that wasn't a difference tonight, guys. I don't think. I thought the difference was us impacting the ball from a pick and roll standpoint. We were terrible in that area, just awful. Um, Mike. Um, Obviously, this is probably a game you guys thought you could win, win, win going in. Does this make the Ohio State game even bigger now at home? I think up? we can win every game. You know, I don't – I didn't come in here, you know, thinking we were going to lose. You know, yeah, I, I thought we could come in here and get a win. You know, I, we got to go now home and, and, and beat Ohio State. I mean, they're next on, on our list, and we've been pretty good at, in our building. And so we got two, three days to prepare to get ready for you mentioned the rebounds early. I mean, what, what do you think led to kind of the struggles on the glass, especially on the one possession where they get three offensive rebounds on one possession? Could to keep be fatigued, tired. You know, I mean, again, you know, you talk about minutes and pulling, pulling them at you know at, right before the half. Again, you got to have some juice in the tank coming down the stretch. And I thought doing that three two three minute span, we couldn't even we couldn't even rebound the ball. You know, and that's something that's. You know, when you're in a close game like that, you got to come up with it. But we still had an opportunity to tie it, and uh, we didn't get it tied. And they were able to do what they needed to do to secure it down the stretch. Now then, the individual stats, Indiana was led by Trace Jackson Davis, 20 points on 8 of 18 shooting, uh, 4 of 6 from the free throw line, added 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, He had a couple of blocks, had a steal. 
turned in a nice day. He did miss some bunnies, though, missed some close shots, and uh, the last possession Indiana had offensively were or, or, or among the, the last possession, second-to-last possession, uh, he had kind of a scramble shot, uh, kind of a uh, kind of a floating hook shot that uh, I would like to see Mike Woodson draw that up a little bit better. It wasn't a bad shot, but Indiana went relatively quickly in the clock considering how much time was left in the game, and... Trace missed the shot. It happens. That's 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 not my issue with it. To me, it's more about the play that was called, and it's not that he didn't get a good look. It's just he he the whole play went a lot faster than I think it needed to, and Indiana wasn't able to knock down the shot. So that was uh, a part of the problem. But Trace again, Trace is going to be Trace. Twenty points. He had five rebounds. You do want to see him uh, uh, get a little bit more than five, but still. He is the focal focal point of this team uh, from an opposing point of view. So it makes sense that they go ahead and they say, hey, keep him off the boards. And that's how you end up with Race Thompson getting nine points and four or seven shooting and adding 10 rebounds because he's able to pick up while they're concentrating on keeping Trace off the boards. Race was able to make his move, um, but Race did not get to the free throw line. And this is an Indiana team. Look, they're playing on the road, and so you know we all know what uh, what that means. But it was just a matter of Indiana's offense, in particular, um, shooting thirty nine point seven percent for the game, just four of seventeen from three point range, twenty three and a half percent, eight of twelve from the free throw line. So that's sixty six point seven percent. That's a little bit lower than you would like. And when you lose a game by three. All of those things really come back to kind of show up because Indiana only turned the ball over six times. It's not like they were sloppy with the ball. It's just they weren't making shots. And when you miss shots on the road, you're not making shots from the perimeter. You're not getting to the free throw line a whole bunch. It makes it difficult to win. You had Xavier Johnson, nine points on three of nine shooting, had three rebounds, four assists, had uh, two steals. He did have a turnover in 27 minutes, but... Again, Xavier Johnson is not the guy that you want to be your second leading guy in terms of shots taken. Trace had 18 shots. Xavier Johnson had nine. That isn't the guy that you want to be pumping up a bunch of shots. He's not shooting the ball well. Uh, He hasn't really shot the ball well all season. And teams are kind of baiting him into taking shots. And when you're not making them, you have have to ignore that impulse. And so Xavier needs to be a little bit smarter uh, in, in that kind of thing and realize that he's, he's not necessarily the guy that's going to be that second option. He hasn't shown that he could do it. Uh, he hasn't sh- uh, proven that he could be that guy consistently. And you want to see a little bit more production from him, but take smart shots. Don't don't go ahead and do it yourself when you could defer to guys that have better looks. You just want to see that decision-making uh, get cleaned up a little bit more. Uh, you had uh, Miller Cop five points on two of five shooting, one of two from the from three-point range, had one rebound and one assist and a steal in 28 minutes. That is not exactly packing the, the uh, box score. And you just want to see more from Miller. Every time he's out there, I just want to see more. Hey, what, knock down some shots, work to get open, um, and just just you want to see more of him, him, him be more of a factor. And 
it, it isn't happening just yet. Again, all of this is happening. This is the 13th game of the season. So, uh, you know, you're almost halfway through the season. But still, this is a team that hasn't played in a little while. And it just looked like it for every single man out there. Parker Stewart, two points on one of four shooting. Uh, had four fouls on the game, two assists, one rebound. Again, here's Parker Stewart not making much of an impact. And we've seen him do it. We've seen him knock down shots. And obviously, Penn State was really keeping an eye on him uh, very closely. But if Indiana is going to be successful, Parker Stewart's going to have to be able to knock down shots and stretch the floor and make things easier for Trace Jackson Davis. And it didn't happen against Penn State. The Nittany Lions did a very nice job on him. Uh, Rob Finnessy came off the bench to score nine points on three of eight shooting, one of three from three-point range. He added three rebounds, a couple of assists in 24 minutes. Jordan Geronimo, uh, four points off the bench, two of three uh, shooting, had three rebounds, played just nine minutes. The problem is that's all Indiana got from its bench. The nine points from Rob Finnessy, the four points from Jordan Geronimo, Michael Durr, Anthony Leal, and Tamar Bates, they combined to go 0 for 4 and um, get two rebounds. You end up with 13 points off the bench, and again, in Big Ten play, you could be so much more dangerous if your bench is being productive. And that's not what Indiana is getting at this point in the season. And you really want to see that that part of the game take a step forward. And, and the challenge here, too, for Indiana is they have not done a great job of uh, just controlling the glass, controlling the tempo of games. Indiana out-rebounded 39-29 to in this one. They had 13 assists on 23 made baskets, only had six turnovers, but just it wasn't enough. And Indiana's got to start making shots. And that's why, again, these themes that exist within the IU program, uh, every season is different. The mentality of a program takes time to turn around. The culture takes time to turn around. The fact Indiana wasn't able to finish this one off on the road uh, certainly is something that we've seen before. And you have to win some of these on the road before you can learn how to win them on the road. That's the challenge of this thing. And it's just a mentality that these guys have to come in and, and start to finish some of these games. We saw them do that at uh, against Notre Dame in Indianapolis a few weeks back, but they weren't able to do it at Penn State. You have tougher games coming up than playing Penn State, and so just fixing that mentality, fixing that, that ability to finish is going to be really key, but it's a chicken and egg kind of situation. And so I understand IU fans are upset that the Hoosiers lost to Penn State, and I understand why completely. I also think it's important to recognize that Indiana and Penn State, they're kind of in the same boat right now. The Hoosiers are trying to learn how to play under Mike Woodson, trying to learn how to play his way. They're off to a 10-3 and start, which is not uh, anything to hang your head about. But Indiana does have to do a better job of finding its groove offensively, finding consistency offensively, and match the same level of play on the offensive side of the floor as they do with defense. Because look, Penn State, 41.2% from the floor overall, but they did knock down 11 of 22 shots from three-point range, and that was a huge difference. Indiana has done a great job defensively for the most part this season. This You heard Mike, uh, Mike Woodson say, 
that this is the first time they've had a team really kind of get away from them from the perimeter. The Hoosiers can't have that happen again. Because, again, in a three-point game in which you went 4 of 17 from three, your opponent goes 11 of 22, that's how you end up losing the ball game. Especially when you're able to actually turn Penn State over 13 times and you're still not able to win, you just have to put the pieces together. It's going to take time. I understand that. There's a reason why there's a new head coach this year. Finding consistency for this Hoosier team is going to be very important, and it was one of the things that was missing in the 61-58 to loss to Penn State. The Hoosiers just have to move on now. And it's you could dissect this thing and realize that, okay, the holidays are over. The, the kind of the stops and starts in the, in the, that come with December are now gone, and now you're going to be into the grind of the Big Ten season. Will that be helpful for, the, for this team? It remains to be seen because consistency is going to be very important, and it's tough to get consistency when you're playing and there's a week off and then there's a game, and then you have a couple of, you know, 10 days or whatever it was uh, in between games. Being able to find consistency once you get into the grind of the Big Ten season is going to be very important, but Indiana has to figure things out offensively. Otherwise, this is going to be end up being a very familiar year. We've seen this Hoosier team be able to knock down threes. We've seen this Hoosier team be able to put points on the board. We've seen these things happen. Consistency is what is missing right now, and that is part of the, the equation that Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers need to solve. 61-58 losers at Penn State. Hoosiers move to 10-3 and on the season. Big Ten season is here in earnest. Let's get it going. Well, that's all the time we have on the Peaks Podcast Morning After Penn State Edition. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to remind you to visit Peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers Hoosier recruiting better than Mike Pegram, Jeff Rabjohns, and Matt Weaver. So come be a part of a thriving and exciting community at Peaks.com. Folks, you are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time, but for now, and for Mike, Jeff, and Matt, I'm Ken Bykoff saying thanks for listening, everybody.